Hello and welcome to another Community Power podcast, a weekly series brought to you in partnership with Local Trust. My name's Chris Allen, and in this series, we're showcasing some incredible projects, focusing in particular on what happens when you give local people the resources, the power and the assets to make a difference to their own neighbourhoods. With me as ever is series producer Beth Lazenby. What are we going to be hearing about this week, Beth? So this week we are going up to the northeast and we're meeting Chris and Lawrence who are going to be chatting to us about their local cycling scheme and it's not only helping the mental health of local residents but it's also opened some opportunities for them to become part of a really exciting local regeneration scheme. And so first of all I asked Lawrence why this project was so important to so many people. Uh, well that's one of the, the social side's a big part of it for a lot of the riders. Most of the riders that are coming and joining now are coming from recommendations of other people and most of them are over 65 so the other day we had nine pensioners and uh, three other riders that were in their 30s 40s you give me hope here you give me hope (laughs) so i had somebody 76 i'm 70 and uh it keeps them fit getting them out in the fresh air and they're making new friends as well and we'll always stop halfway and have a coffee and a sandwich somewhere you know so it's a good social side as well and I suppose the first message from that is never say never. You know, people think, oh, no, it's, it's biking, no, it's no. Past, I'm past it, you know. We, we always ask them, uh, what, they fill a form in seeing if they've got any medical uh, problems and nearly every pensioner has, you know. <laughs> and all the same, they've got back problems, leg problems, all sorts. But they, they come in, we just joke about it, you know, it's good fun. Yeah, yeah. And, and the far northeast, um, if I could describe you that way, Notorious in terms of poverty and disadvantage, yeah. um, is is would that be typical of Gateshead, big local area? Very much so. Yeah, uh, the queuing outside the door uh, for the shop at half past twelve it doesn't open till two o'clock uh, to get the bargains at the beginning. You know, the beginning of the shop. But some of them are, are coming there, then they'll go to uh, another charity somewhere else to get something yeah. the next day. And every, everybody's struggling around that area. There's right. a lot of unemployment. There's a lot of problems with drinking drugs. And uh, I can see from the look on your face, it's, this lies heavy on your heart. No, it does. It's, uh, it's one of the worst things you can uh, find out about your area is that there's more people committing suicide in that area than anywhere else in the country. And that's bec- one of the th- reasons is when, when they get depressed, they head towards the river. And right. you'll see flowers on different rails and that where someone's committed suicide. They've gone in there and their family's come and put some flowers there. And it's happening quite regular, you know, and it's going to get worse. And Chris, is that one of the driving forces for the project for you? You know, is it thinking, actually, we can we can save lives, not just improve lives with this project? Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Mm. Yeah, it it can have an enormously beneficial impact on your mental health and your, your life prospects, and you know your social outlook. It can, it can help with so many things. Mm. Yeah, and bringing people together in whatever way, especially for during the most difficult times is is particularly is particularly valuable chris one of the main things you try to do is get new people back in maybe people returning people who were sort of saying oh i'm past it now but you're saying no you're not no you've got we're going to help you yeah that's it i think that's sort of the main focus of the club really is is new riders it's returning riders it's people who 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 don't feel capable to go out and just hit the tracks and do yeah. 30 40 miles in a day you know and we've got like a whole support network there to to help people get in and as, as gently as they like you know if we do offer adult cycle confidence classes and um, we do basic bike maintenance we'll walk people through how, how to maintain their own bike fix punctures things like that it, it gives people a great sense of achievement coming in at a ground level and then working their way up to to doing 
big distances. You know, and you talked there a bit about the technical side of it. It's obviously is mm. important um, to do what someone else can do that for you. Confidence, though, that's got to come from yourself. Yeah, it? and it does give you a big sense of confidence if you know that you can fix something on your bike, even just the simple stuff, you know, changing a tyre or fixing a chain. Like it's, it, That helps a lot. And, and in terms of funding, obviously, Big Local Gates Feds has been able to help you on, on that. Any other funders coming in and support this? Yes, uh, we've got to get a lot of support from Cycling UK. They have regional reps all over the country who help set up community clubs uh, and all their focus is on community cycling. There's also British Cycling who previously did have more of a focus on on competitive, competitive cycling, yeah. mm-hmm. um, whatever form that may be, that they support cyclists right up to uh, Olympic level. But they've started to take more of an interest in community cycling and start to fund more community cycling projects. So they, they've both been great support. And Lawrence, you, you know, you kindly gave away your, your years earlier. And <laughs> um, what kind of impact has that on, on you, you personally in terms of, you know, the, the, your health in, in its roundest sense, but also your, your role in the community? I, when I first started, I, I used to go out one, once a week on the bike. I've got to go out three times a week now because uh, that's my time. Okay? Right. And it's good. Uh, some people chill out in different ways, but my, mine is riding the bike and uh, right. get 25, 30 mile. It takes up uh, half a day. And uh, I get just as much f- uh, out of it if I do 10 mile with a new rider as what I do 30 mile with the older riders, you know, the, yeah. the experienced ones. Because... Uh, We've had a couple of new new ones, and a young girl, she's only 32 or 3, she, she says, I'll not be able to go very far. I only went three three mile each way to work on a bike when I did ride. So I took out 10 mile, and then 14 mile, and now she's done 26. Wow. And three rides. Yeah. And she saw she's high as a kite because oh, I can do 26 mile. Wait, I tell me friend. But they go and tell their friend, and they bring their friends back. Yeah. So you end up with another new member. But it's even if you took, you said that you know the three rides a week you do is for yourself. It's your space, your time. Yeah. Sounds like you get a real buzz though, a bigger buzz probably out of getting other people involved. Oh, it is. It is. I, I like helping people in whatever I'm doing, but I wouldn't be involved with big local if I didn't probably. Yeah. And, and Chris, obviously, safety is a big thing. Um, mm. with, within cycling and we know that cities are adapting um, and places are adapting but again parents with children again they worry don't they what's the kind of thing you you do in terms of safety in in supporting people uh, well first and foremost is the confidence that we talked about before you know um, we can support people to to get used to riding on the road the vast majority of, of the cycle rides that we do are on uh, no traffic uh, cycle paths, things like that. We're kind of spoiled for choice where we are up north, um, but the cycling on the road where we are isn't great. There's there's not a lot of very good uh, cycle lanes, and the infrastructure's kind of old and patchwork. But the confidence is the biggest thing. Uh, we also offer like first aid training and things to our ride leaders. So almost all of our ride leaders are qualified as ride leaders through Cycling UK, and then they'll come and do first aid training as well. We offer a lot, quite a lot of equipment as well. We're often giving out bike helmets and things like that. So right. We're sort of starting to take steps into cycle advocacy mm. um, to try and improve the area where we are. Uh, we, we managed to get a, a cycle path fixed up, didn't we, if, a few months back that was really badly damaged from tree roots. We had a rider come off there. I think two or three members of the club have come off in the same place. So we managed to get that fixed. That was a, a nice little win. But Cycling UK also have like a, a cycling advocacy network so they can connect you up with others in the area that want to help improve and um, they can give a lot of support with that. So I think there's a 
couple of members of the club that would be interested in in that as well. Yeah. So there is a bit of a culture change coming along. Is, is that been happening in Gateshead? Can you see that over the years, yeah. Lawrence? That's uh, government funding at the minute, and we had a big meeting at this at uh, Civic Centre uh, with the, all the people that mattered to go on transport and that. They're trying to get people to encourage people to walk or use use a bike. Yeah. And uh, they're looking at the inf- infrastructure of the paths and uh, cycleways, and we were involved in that uh, to give our views on it. They we're going to send staff out with her, but uh, we've got one member of staff ho- did half a ride with her, and then they just took uh, our recce as the recce they wanted to. <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah, but it, it opened up doors as well, because when you get to somewhere like Gippside, it's um, na- National Trust. Now, to get in there, you've got to be a member. Right. And it's expensive. Yeah. So we started the talk with uh, M- uh, Mick, who's um, in charge of the National Trust, and he's a cyclist himself, and said, uh, would it not be best if cyclists, cyclists could get in free so they could use the cafe? Because they're not going to go around the whole site. They just want to go to the cafe. Yeah. And because we started talking in, we got free entrance for some of our groups from Big Local, didn't we? That's yeah. it, yeah. We had a visit. We took 50 residents up there to go and Didn't cost have a play, play for the day. Yeah, yeah. it was great. So, so the, the message is, you know, think about cycling. Don't put it in the too hard box, you know. It yeah. is possible, you know. It takes some time yeah. building the relationships, oh, yeah. but the impact, um, quite spectacular in terms of the health, and both mentally and physically as well. Now, how do you think the cycling club might help people as they face up to, you know, some of the difficulties of, you know, paying for the heating, paying for their food? Well, first, I guess it's cheap transport, isn't it? Uh, I mean, my bike that I ride it's very most often... I've not uh, even thought, you know, that's the most obvious thing of all, yeah, in Chris. Yeah, right? the bike that I ride, my sort of everyday bike was £30 off yeah. eBay, and it's, it's still going strong, you know? I think I've changed the inner tubes on it once in about three years, maybe, it's... Brilliant, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, and that's it. That's the total cost that it would have been. That plus a helmet, and you sorted. You don't need special clothing. You don't need any bells and whistles. You can just have the basics. And off your trot, you're ready. You can, you can, you can transport ten. 15 miles easily yeah. on, a, on a bike like that. And you, and you mentioned a good point there. You don't have to think, I've all got to go and spend a few hundred quid on a, a top bike. I can actually, you know, I can find one second hand. I can mm. do it up a bit and you've got a bit of support there as well. And Lawrence, what, you, you know, you you chair the big local area there. You'll be aware of a lot of the social needs in the area as well. Again, how yeah. does a bike club contribute towards that? Well, sp- spread the news, I'll tell you that, because uh, we we have a pop-up shop on a, every Friday. We've had it running for over three years now. The, the money we get from that goes back into the community. So for, especially on the summer holidays, we have trips for the families. The bike club members, when they come in and they see flowers and everything from Marks and Spencer's, which we got free, yeah. they'll, they'll say, oh, can I take some flowers? So they, they'll put a fiver in or something, you know, whereas the local residents might put a pound in. But they take them home and they'll take free bread from Marks and Spencer's or whatever. And we've got uh, stuff from um, Fair Share, which we pay for. Yeah, That's why we ask for contributions, just to help pay for what we've already paid for, you know. Right, right. So, and you're building your new, your new um, centre. How you? How, how do you come about that? What's the story of that one? Um, well, for a long time, we've been working out of a. a it's a school caretakers bungalow, and right. it's we're quite away from the cycle tracks, so it's probably about half a mile or so to get onto the cycle tracks. It's a bit of a winding route, so uh, we've been keeping an eye out for spaces closer to the riverside, which is where we do most of our cycling. Um, we were actually we went to look at a piece of land to expand our horticulture work um, and the council turned around and said, oh, and this building is attached to it. This building comes with it. There's a school on the same, um, a, a, another different uh, 
primary school on the same site there's uh, community midwives work out of there so there's there's almost the makings of, of an entire community hub that we can just sort of drop into you know and help expand another thing we've got involved with is the riverside project which uh, riverside park uh, on the gates itself, uh, which is a big development that's going to happen. And they've got us uh, as big local and the wheelers. They want that building as part of the uh, the project, the mm. building that we're going to move into. W- what they're going to do is build uh, art projects along there. They're, they're going to put a running track around the car park. It's not a car park anymore, it'll be a park. And a, like a, a steam engine is a piece of art there. And off the bank, it's quite steep, the bank coming up from the river. Uh, they're going to put six pods into the side of the of the bank with like big legs at the front and a glass front right. w- looking straight onto the river, and they're going to be to let, so like holder lets. So five of them will be to let, and one of them will be a artist studio where, the, where artists can let. I believe you're hoping that perhaps you'll give a bit of return on investment to you. Well, we'll not be investing in it. It's all going to be money that comes in from this group that have formed, have spent about a million pound coming up with ideas and uh, looking at how they could develop the riverside and bring more people to the team's area. So they wanted um, they want feedback from the local community, so they got us involved because we've got a membership scheme and we've got 540-odd members who we can just get in touch with via emails or telephone. And uh, so, you, so, so what, if people want to know what local people think, they come to you first. Yeah, They so, should do, anyway. So what's happened is they've ended up uh, co-oping... At the end of the last meeting, they said, can you two stop back? We need to talk to you. And whatever board or directors or whatever they're going to have, we're going to be part of it because right. we're on the ground and we know what's happening. But what they've said is uh, there will be um, a return on like, so the pods and uh, the, if they rent them out and they want to put the money back in the community, then rather than start a new charity or a company, yeah. The, their preference is the money goes to big local gates because they know it'll go back into the community. And you're going to do a bike hire offer around there, I presume, for people on holiday. That would be good. That would be yeah, hopefully, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that'd be perfect. Yeah, we, we keep talking about expanding uh, yeah. how we use the bikes and what bikes we have available. Yeah, Because we want to use the three. We, we'd love to have some more, uh, some three-wheel bikes, electric ones, because we've got three residential homes in our area. Right. And then you could just go up to the home, take a member of staff and an and a, uh, elder person and just put a blanket around them and take them down by the river and they'll love it. Because they love coming to our allotment, you know, and just sitting with the school children when they come in. So if we take them for a ride and get the wind in their face, that, they'll love it. So that was the chair of Gateshead Big Local, that's Lawrence O'Halloran, and before that we heard from Chris Falwell. Really interesting project, uh, Beth, that starts off obviously with a relatively simple idea, but it sounds quite exhausting to me of doing some bike riding, and then leads on to uh, regeneration in the area, and the partnership becomes that kind of go-to place for the local authority to sort of listen to the community. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's really reassuring and exciting to see big local partnerships holding that sort of influencing space because they really do know what's going on in the ground in their communities. And it's great to see that they'll be part of the legacy of that area as it just gets stronger and stronger. Yeah, and they've now seemed to have a bit of an income coming along as well, uh, investment from others. But then uh, the local authority perhaps recognising some of the work that they've done by saying, yes, we want money to go back into the community. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the way it should be. And, you know, you heard from Lawrence and Chris, both really passionate about making the lives of their residents a better place, but also thinking about the bigger picture as well as how they can be involved in these sorts of decisions. Indeed. Now, okay, what we're going to do next week? 
So next week, we've got a really special episode, um, which is going to be featuring some of our creative civic change areas. So creative civic change is our sister program, and it looks at what happens when you give people funding to explore art and creativity as a way of making change in their area. So we're going to be chatting to a couple of people who have been involved about the changes that they've seen since they've taken part in CCC. Thanks, Beth. And yeah, we look forward to you joining us next time on the Community Power podcast brought to you by Local Trust, discovering what happens when you give local people the money, the power and the assets to make a difference to their neighbourhoods.